This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Can't wait to talk to you inside this edition of the show. The best thing I'll say about the Knicks tonight, thank God the Giants had a press conference today. Chilling with you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Jake the Snake and Brian the Brain back together again. We're here till midnight. Dennis Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon. Larry, how yes. we doing tonight? I'm how doing, I'm doing, listen, here's how I'm doing, Gordon. Yeah. I was able to get a lot of stuff done watching the Nick game. <laughs> <laughs> They Buddy, were down 30. You read my stuff. mind. I had a lot of stuff I got done. You read my I didn't get anything <laughs> productive done. I was checking out some TikToks. I was uh, going down the YouTube rabbit hole. I was not really focused all that much on the Knicks because I didn't need to be focused all that much on the Knicks. They gave you absolutely nothing. This was a multitask night. <laughs> it was. And one of those tasks was not really breaking down the Knicks so much. Oh, They broke man. down themselves. You know what? It was, and I hate to jump on. I hate to keep making this a joke. So, so I'm not gonna. I'm not going to pick a team. But you know what it was? You know what this was like watching Gordon? This was like watching, um, Kansas City Buffalo on, on Sunday, and then saying, "Gosh, I wish my team was that good." Miami yeah. is just so far ahead of where the Knicks are. They're so far ahead. They. They play the defensive game. They're physical. They can score. I mean, hold on. Hold on, Gordon. Tyler Hero just scored again. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how good they are. It, it's unbelievable just how good they are. And, you know, they, they you know, look, as a Knicks fan, as you know, Miami has been like the hated rival now for a couple, for a couple of decades after that, you know, Charlie Ward, you know. Pat PJ, Riley, sure. Pat Riley, that crew, Alonzo Mourning, and those guys. Ever since that, so so you know they they're what the older Nick fans will tell you about the Boston Celtics, right? You hear Spike talk about the Celtics. Well, back in the seventies and eighties, it was Knicks and Celtics, right? Now it's Knicks and Miami, and for them to just continue to just beat on the Knicks and beat on the Knicks, it was it was like watching varsity and JV. No question. They had, the Knicks had three starters tonight that finished with seven points. <laughs> three guys, Larry, at seven points. Kemba Walker was a minus 30. Julius Randle was a minus 34. R.J. Barrett was minus 36. He didn't play. He shot well. He shot the ball well. He actually gave you something. You know what? It dawned on me tonight what the Knicks are. And you tell me if you agree. The Knicks are this year. What I thought they were going to be last year. Yeah. This is what I thought they were going to be last mm-hmm. year. Now, I thought they would give you maybe a little better effort because, man, oh, man, how many times? I, I don't understand how Tom Thibodeau, who's apparently got this short trigger and real temper and all those type of things, they fall behind the first quarter every time. And then almost worse than that, even yeah. worse than not coming ready to play is, once the other team gets a little bit of a, a view of what you're like, and then you go into halftime and you make some adjustments, the other team is able to blow you out in the third quarter almost every single game. Yeah. When does something change? When when does he blow his top? I'm I'm blowing my top. Why 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 are there no changes? When when is there going to be a change that happens? 
But yeah, this Knicks team, this is exactly the kind of team that I thought yeah. that they were going to be last year, fighting for maybe one of those playoff spots, exactly. likely a lottery team, and that is exactly where they're trending right now. Exactly where they're trending. And Gordon, it's official. Um, and I agree with Alan Hahn on the postgame on MSG. Randall's no longer in the slump. This is who he is. This is who yeah. he, this this is this is who he's been the majority of this season. So we can't say he's in the slump. We can't say he's still, you know, I, I tried to give him the excuse, of, you know, because you try to explain stuff because, you know, Gordon, that's our job. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. Try to explain stuff. And, and you know, it started in a, it started against Atlanta and he has not recovered and he has reverted back Gordon to the original Randall. And once again, more turnovers tonight. And he just, he, he's, he doesn't seem to, and a couple of folks on Twitter, and I'm not ready to go that far, but a couple of folks on Twitter have said that, you know, he's quit on this team. It's like he, he, he's, he's, he's so lost and so disinterested. You know, he has that look like, you know, what I'm trying. No, you're not. Gordon, he has turned the ball over. He can't be watching video because he turns the ball over the same time every game. It does feel that way. It feels like last year was some sort of magical dream. That mm-hmm. We all dreamt it. It didn't really take place because from from two years ago to this year, it's about the same kind of kind of thing. This is what you thought that they would be. And Randall, it, it certainly seems like last year was the the fool's gold of a career year in a contract year. That's what it looks like. He played and to get now, his money. Right. He got his money, and now it's gone back and, and almost feels worse. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember specifically what it was like game in, game out two years ago, but it almost feels like there's more nights now. Like two years ago, he was incredibly frustrating to watch, but yes. it felt like at least he kind of stuffed up the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was generally window dressing, but at least he'll put up some numbers. They were empty numbers, but they were numbers all the same. This year, it doesn't even feel like he's doing that. No. It he had 11 points tonight. I know. On 12 shots. Oof. Uh, on, on 12 shots. And here's the other thing. And Gordon, I hate, I, I, it's unusual, but it was clear. Thibodeau was outcoached tonight. It wasn't even close. I mean, they doubled... Every time the Knicks dribbled, there was two people ready for them to double team to force the ball out of their hands. And you said it; they never made the adjustment no in the second half. It was the same thing. Every time they somebody dribbled, doubled, every some some a Nick dribbled, they were double teamed to force the ball, and they made them. And hopefully, hopefully, and listen, I don't know what he's telling them, but here's the thing: hopefully, you see that you gotta pass the ball. This dribbling exhibition is not getting it done. They have no clue how to run an offense. They don't know what they're running, Gordon. They have no clue what to go. If they can't give the ball to to uh, Julius Randle and he come up with something where they either run a pick and pop or they do, they have no clue what to run. And you look at the shot clock; it just goes tick, 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 and and they and then they're forced to put up a bad shot. And it's just they are just playing very poor basketball right now. Very poor. And, and I'm interested to see if anything comes out of Obi Toppin's performance tonight because you brought up Allen on the postgame, Wally brought it up on the postgame. Toppin couldn't play much better than he played tonight. He had 18 Uh -uh. points. He did it on 7 or 9 shooting. He hit a couple of threes. Uh, He had a block shot. He had some rebounds. 
Now, he had 21 minutes tonight, but that was largely because it was complete garbage time in the second half. Yeah. Is this going to lead to now him getting more than 13 minutes a game? Because it should. Because right now, right now, the Knicks are no place. No. In terms of what they're building, like last year you thought that they were building something, and even though it might be slow, maybe it wasn't the way you clearly wanted it to end, mm-hmm. you thought that there was going to be some carryover from last year to this year. There's no carryover. No. They can't even show up and, and play hard at the start of the game. No. So they're absolutely no place right now. And unless this dramatically turns around and Randall magically turns into the player that he was last year, which I don't think anybody expects or should expect, this team is going absolutely no place. And now it's like, okay, now we're in the middle of no place. Now what do we do? Because now you've wasted like two years. That's right. That's right. And the bad thing is your free agent moves didn't work. Oh, my God. They haven't worked. I mean, I don't know. They just haven't worked. No. Uh, Fournier continues to to ride the roller coaster. Oh. You know, it's it's. You know what though, Larry? Roller coasters go up. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're talking about the Knicks riding the roller coaster. That plummet is a long plummet. Like at some point, you're supposed to kind of go back. Can we have a little bit of it up again? Yeah. You're right. you're right. It's it's wow. it's just it's it's not working. It just no, isn't it is working. Not. And you know, there's got to come a time. I mean, when does when does Fournier get benched? Okay, I saw Kemba Walker get benched. When does Fournier yeah. get benched? When does when, when does Randall? Uh, I mean, see listen, some impact, right? See you, some there's impact. There's got to be something. You can't. There's got to be some accountability, Gordon. You can't continue to play this bad and continue to get your minutes. Apparently, you you're can. the leading guy on this team. I mean, tonight he had 27, but that's because I mean the, the game wasn't close. You, there was no need to play him 35 minutes. And I'm and and listen. As bad as Barrett's plus minus was, he was the best. Play, he was the best of the starters. Yeah. No, no question. No, no, no question. I was, just close. Po- I was just pointing out the ridiculousness of the numbers. Yeah, no. Barrett yeah. actually played fairly well. Was aggressive. Was driving to the basket. Fed off that with the three point shot. So that's fine. He he was not really the issue tonight. The issue was everyone else who's in the starting line. Like the entire starting lineup is 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 almost useless at this point. Again. Again, it's again. If you can't come out, if you're not ready to play at the start of the game, and you're getting your doors blown off every yeah. single game, and again, eleven of seventeen from the foul line. Again, still can't hit free. At throw. what point are there repercussions? I thought that that's why you got Tom Thibodeau. Was he's going to be the guy who's going to hold people accountable? And yes, he's not going to be the greatest, brilliant offensive mind, but mm-hmm. he's going to he's going to establish a culture. He's going to hold guys accountable. There's been none of that so far this no. year. No. The only thing he does is, you know, he doesn't – he makes generalities. You heard this post game. Well, you know, we all have to – Julius Randle's not doing – well, yeah, he – but we all have to get better. Well, the starters are having problems. Yeah, the starters have yeah, – but, you know, the bench needs to play. We all need to play better. Yeah, I know we all need to play better, but everybody's not paid the same. And your starters are paid very handsomely, I might add, to make sure that they get out and get to a good start and at least perform. I mean th- – th- Minus thirty six, minus twenty seven. Ob Toppin has has the has the best plus minus at plus twenty. And and on and when they play Milwaukee, oh, late on Friday, God. Gordon, he will have. I guarantee you, he will have fourteen or fifteen minutes again. It's not yeah. going to change. It's no. not going to change. I was happy to see Cam Reddish get off the bench tonight. Yeah, that was the first extended run I've actually really seen him play as a Knicks. So that's good. That's nice. And but he showed this, a little something. And, and it, you know what he showed? Boy, if I played, I could do a little bit more. 
<laughs> Can't be Joe. any worse, right? No. Can't, I mean, they were down 14. They were down, what was it, 10 2 to start the game? Yeah, 13 2. 13 2. Excuse me. 10 2. Oh, it was only, yeah, 13 2. That's when you to turned it off. Game. No, that's I mean, when you changed it. it. I, that's when you went to TikTok. You keep you keep thinking. Well, no, at some point it's going to change. It's like yes. the it's like the wily e. coyote fa- falling down the hill. You, yeah. you keep waiting for something to, to to be different. Nothing's different. It's the same game all the time. And Nothing. if this were a measuring stick, where you think, all right, well, at least against the Heat, the Knicks will show up because no. this is going to get them going, and this is going to be a measuring stick. The measuring stick got broken over their head tonight. Miami said to the Knicks. You are not where we are. No. No and let's sh- And if you don't believe us, we'll show you. New York, you we're are. here. You, no, you're not here. You're not where we are. <laughs> no. You're not no, here. You you're not wrong, here at top of the, the conference. Place. Yeah. No, you are nowhere near where you're supposed to be. We'll show you how to do this. Obi Toppin, Gordon, was your leading scorer for the Knicks tonight. How about that? How about yeah. that? I'm I'm sure that'll have a major impact on the minutes next game. <laughs> yeah, they're going down. <laughs> uh, uh, he ran 21 minutes. We can't we can't push him that hard. We have to give him a little bit of a of a of a rest. And I guess what? Uh, their next team, their next stop, Milwaukee, lit up by the Cavaliers tonight. Lit up by the Cavs. So Milwaukee's going to be in a great mood when the Knicks show up. Well, they'll in be in Beartown, a much better USA. mood when the Knicks come out completely flat in the first quarter and they have a 10 point lead. Or more. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it starts at 10, of course. Starts at 10, and it, and it just keeps on climbing because, uh, as you know, as far as tonight was concerned, they got outscored 30-16 first quarter. Game was over right there. Done. The That's NBA scary. where everyone makes a run except the Knicks, apparently. Well, no, the, listen, the bench made a run. Yeah. The bench made a run in the second quarter, cut it down. They made a run. And, and, and you know, you're thinking, okay, look, Here's what happens. The starters come out, they make the adjustment, and at least they come out with more fire. Here's, here's, here's my woke life phrase. More fire and desire, right? No, nah, not a chance. Not a chance. Before we get to the calls, let's hear from Tom, Tom Thibodeau. First quarter, Coach, your team was outscored 30-16. What kept you from getting into a rhythm? Here's what he had to say. Yeah, that was a big thing. We got in the hole early. And it was hard to get out of that, so... We got back on our heels. They put up a lot of pressure on us. And uh, if you give a team confidence like that early, particularly a team as good as this, you're going to pay for it, and we did. Uh, there's no question. And Brendan Brown, who is really good on the radio and is great on TV, but you know, used to hearing it with Ed Cohen here on 98.7 ESPN. He kept saying all game, Gordon, listen, Miami doesn't have a shot blocker in there consistently. Go to the basket, drive. Go to the basket, drive. And uh, R.J. Barrett was driving a couple people, but most everybody wanted to shoot threes. So in the postgame, Tom Thibodeau was asked, where do you find the balance of making threes and attacking the paint? Well, you know, the big thing is the way they protect uh, the paint. So the game tells you what to do. And so if they're collapsing and putting a a lot of pressure on on your penetration, you got to read the game and spray the ball out and make quick decisions. And so... If you have, if you, the if you're swinging the ball, if they're overloading to one side, they load it up pretty good on Julius. The backside's going to be open. It's going to be four on three. So we can't hold on to the ball. We got to move the ball quickly, get to the backside, and then make plays from there. Never happens. <laughs> it never happens. They don't move the ball quickly, Gordon. They don't move it quickly. That's why they have so many turnovers. They dribble 
to move. They don't pass and move. They dribble and move. And when people give up their dribble, what happens? And if I see Julius Randle jump in the air and pass one more time, Gordon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an eyelid the moment and smash my TV. It's almost like he's on a mission to put himself in the toughest position to do something. And he Either succeeds. drive into the basket where there's two two guys are on him, or he'll put he'll jump in the air and then he'll pass it, or he just gets himself worked into all these difficult situations because he shouldn't really be a ball handler, and unfortunately for some reason he is, and it it obviously is not a very efficient way to go about your offense. It is not, as we can see, yeah, over and over in. and over again. Believe me, I've seen it. Do something else. It doesn't work. <laughs> 1-800-919-3776. Robert's in Brooklyn. Robert, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. How you doing, guys? Man? How's everything? Um, I'm going to rate the Knicks uh, starting five lineup, and you rate them for me. Kemba Walker, A, B, C, D, I give him an F. Fournier, his season, probably about an F. Julius Randle, I give him about an F. Barrett, maybe C-plus if he's lucky. And uh, what would you rate these guys? I think the whole team right now is a trade, very trade. I don't think there's anybody right now on this team, right now, the way the starting five is playing, that is not tradable. And what do you think about that, guys? Robert, here's the issue. I don't think anybody wants them. That, that's the issue. <laughs> right. If you can find someone who will trade for them, no, the Knicks do not have any piece no, on how, their how roster. How would you rate their starting five right now? Awful. Would you give anyone – they're all great. Them A, B, C, D. I, I give them all F's. Except maybe, maybe Barrett. I give about a C plus. Yeah, Barrett and Robinson are, are really the, the the only guys. And 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 thanks for the call. And here's the other issue. And and Robinson, Gordon, again, Nerlens Noel not available tonight. So what else is new? I mean, I, I got to grade him on the curve because he he you know at least he came back after just missing a game this time. But he's always hurt. If you can move Mitchell Robinson for something, you do it. There's yep. not a single piece on this Knicks roster. If you told me the Knicks are, I have seen the future. I have a crystal ball. I see the future. And in three years, the Knicks are a legitimate contender in the Eastern Conference. I would not think that there's a single piece outside of maybe R.J. Barrett that's still on the team. From the starters. From the starters. I agree with you. I agree. I agree. Sean's in the Bronx. Sean, you're next on 98.7. Um, how you doing, fellas? Uh, another disappointing night um, as a, as a Knicks fan, but it just uh, it just you know right now it's to the point where it's like each game is coming, and I don't know how, I, I don't know to get like to get myself up for the game now or just sit back and just see what the results going to be, and just see what happens. But my thing is this team is relatively young; they're still young, and I want you guys to think about something because I really think the Knicks need to give the Sacramento Kings a call and try to get De'Aaron Fox over here, okay? Give them Julius Randle, give them some picks, give them whatever they want. Get that young kid over here. He is made for the garden. You put him, R.J. Barrett, um, uh, Mitchell Robinson, you get the Cam Reddish, you get all these young guys. Let them all just play together. All these young kids play together. Let them grow. And let's just see what happens. And one more thing. What do you guys think about Dolan? Do you think he's watching what's going on? Do you think he's oh, going to yeah. step in? No. He's not going to step in, Sean. Thanks for the phone call. He's not going to step in because when he steps in, he always gets criticized for stepping in. 
So no, he's going to sit back. He this he is given the reins of support to Leon Rose and William Wesley, and 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 you know, and this is the and the general managing group, and this is who are the folks who have to find a way to make this right and turn this team around. Listen, I would love to have Fox on on this team, but listen, everybody. Nobody else really wants Julius Randle. I know you want to put him in a trade. I know you do. I get it. I get it. But think of it this way. If you were Sacramento, would you take Julius Randle? On that contract, which doesn't start until next year? I mean, the Knicks are going to – if they move him, they're going to have to eat some money from that contract. They're going to have to pay. They're going to have to pay some of the money, Gordon. It's like anything else. If you're trading away a problem, you're bringing back a problem. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what you trade problems for. Yeah. And and if we if we can all see it, believe me, you me the the Sacramento Kings brain trust, which might um, <laughs> might have to put air quotes around, <laughs> they have TVs. They can they can they can very easily see as well what um, and you know for, for Fox, I, the problem is is Fox is not really what the Knicks need. Mm-hmm. What they need is Halliburton, and they could have drafted him instead of having Obi, who I like, but mm-hmm. if you're only going to play him 13 to 15 minutes a night, what was the point of drafting him? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No question about it. Lee's in Brooklyn. What's up, Lee? You're next on 98.7. <laughs> Lee. Earth to Lee. Earth to Lee. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I I hit the wrong button on my radio. Um, hey, how you guys doing? I'm enjoying the show very much. Enjoying the show very much. I, I appreciate the Knicks. They put a good effort forth tonight. Um, they couldn't get. You it mean done. the bench? <laughs> you mean the bench yeah, put forth it, a good effort tonight? Not the starters. Well, I mean, that's just, yeah, that, I appreciate your opinion, lad. But I, I got an opinion on it too. I think that they're playing hard. I think they're best playing a good a team that's better than them. Playing defense, making get making them have problems. You know, and I could old enough to be uh, this guy's father, Julius Randle. And I could tell him stories about you know when I first started working, I was they was paying me three dollars and fifty cent an hour. I would tell him my son to get every dime he could get. I don't care how bad or how good they are. That's why basically that's why NBA is looked at as a special league because the players get played without paid without having to be NBA champions. So they getting paid. I'm more. I'm more happy for them. I I would tell them every day. You know what I made when I was uh, in the '80s? Three dollars and thirty cents. I am proud of you. So at the end of the day, I I think the money situation shouldn't even be brought up in the issue. It shouldn't be a problem with these guys getting paid after all the abuses and such. Well, hold hold place. on, Julie. Hold 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 on hold on hold on, Lee. First of all. You can't compare what you made to what Julius Randle made because if you pay, if you worked and and got your money and you performed the way he's performed, you wouldn't have a job. Okay, he's got a guaranteed oh, contract. Okay. He's, not, he's, he's got a guaranteed contract. Like he's a dirt he's, he's got, got a no, dirt no, no, bag. no, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying now. He's got and the, and here's why we here's why we make these statements because and this is the issue. I don't personally. I'm not paying him, so I don't care what he makes. All I'm saying is when you look at how he performed last year in a contract year and look at how he's performed this year, now that he's got his money, you have to be concerned and wonder if he put forth the extra effort in a contract year. I don't care how much he makes. Listen, athletes can make as much as they want because they don't don't play that long. So it's okay. I agree with you. But but here's why I disagree with you, Lee. Here's why I disagree with you. 
You cannot tell me. And Lee, I know you watch basketball, and I know you know basketball. Lee, you can't tell me that this team played hard. You can't tell me that. Because they played like this, not just against Miami, but they this starting lineup has played like this against teams Every that they're game. better than. Every a lot. Game. Yep. Every game. A lot. It's a it's a it is the theme of the season that they come out regularly and are look completely disinterested, are completely blown off the court to start every game. And I the Miami Heat are clearly a more talented and a better run team, no question. You shouldn't be falling down 13 to 2. Nope. And then when you get a little bit back after the bench comes in and, and does what they do to start the third quarter, you just get your doors blown off again. Shouldn't, can't happen. Can't happen. Back to the folks. Buddha's in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Buddha. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? I've been better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to keep things in all perspective, uh, Papa Lodge, feel better. Hearts and prayers go out to you. You know, you're dealing with a lot. Think about you all the time, man. Take it easy. Do the right thing. Come back. Get back on these phones and light it up about these Knicks. Um, listen, it was good to see Cam Reddish make his debut with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. His <laughs> acquisition has <laughs> clearly been the answer. <laughs> It's a yeah, great I plan. To death. <laughs> yeah, I love Tibbs to death, but Tibbs, the Knicks announcers, you guys to a lesser extent, you guys are a little bit more realistic, and the fans, you're all fighting the funk. And, uh, you know, Peter Gabriel had that song, Sledgehammer. You know, this is the new day, time to shed that skin. Knicks ain't going nowhere. And the best thing that's happening for the Knicks is what's taking place right now. Worst thing in the world is to be – the tenth or, or the ninth or some play in and getting swept out of the playoffs, you know, in one game. You know, you need the lottery balls to fall in your favor at some point. And, and and that's clearly, you know, the only way you're gonna get out of this. There's no trade on the horizon. There's nobody coming in here. I mean, like stop. Like every week we keep hearing about it. We gotta trade with this guy, we gotta get it's not happening. You don't have anybody that anybody wants. <laughs> well RJ Barrett was tradable you know, R.J. Brown may be topping and maybe quickly are, are tradable. Besides that, nobody wants anybody else on that team. But, you know, when the guy had his peak value, you could have got something for him. But you keep letting him do these 30 points, 25, 20, whatever tonight, and then six next next game. It just, it's, just it's, it's, it's an absolute mess, you know. Um, but really, what I've been thinking about, you know, the last couple of days I've been hearing a lot of talk. You know, obviously your man Big Poppy got in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, we hear about these steroids. You know, I, I could care less about any of that. It means absolutely nothing to me. You know, uh, my eyes are telling me who was, a, who was a, a great player, whether you put him in, whether you don't put him in or nothing. I, I heard, um, I think it was Rosenberg talking about, you know, Kyle Ripken and, you know, how great he was and everything. You know, in 1986, you know when the Giants won the Super Bowl here? You know who the most popular player in this town was? Don Mattingly. A guy named Don Mattingly. You yep. understand? Mm-hmm. My man had 238 hits and 31 homers, and I think he had like 114 or 112 or something like that, RBIs. And, you know, your eyes will tell you, like I said, who's the greatest player you've ever seen. Uh, you know, if Gail Sands could get in, and he was great, and I'm not saying he wasn't, and if Sandy Koufax could get in, both of those guys had a five-year stretch 
where, you know, they were clearly the best player in their sport. You tell me from about 86 to about 92, maybe even 85, who's a better baseball player in the United States of America than Don Manley? That guy's got to be in the Hall of Fame, baby. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Thanks for the call, Buddha. And I and I know people will say, well, you know, he, this is this issue and that issue. And maybe if he hadn't had the back issue and he had a little bit longer, he would have been. Gordon, he was a tremendous hitter. I don't have to tell you as a Yankee no, fan. I, tremendous I, I, hitter and an outstanding fielder. Nine-time Gold Glove winner. Uh, we talked about the bold ink last night. You could take a look at the first five years of Don Mattingly's career. Plenty of bold ink on his baseball reference page. I love Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly was my guy. I got three guys. Mm-hmm. I got I got Don Mattingly. I got Dan Marino. And I got Rowdy Roddy Piper. Those were my three <laughs> growing up. I love Don Mattingly so much. I have pictures of Don Mattingly in my garage to this day. Mm. When I come in the house, I drive the car in. I got a picture of Don Mattingly in there. Give it a little wow. touch for good luck. Nice. I don't think Don Mattingly's a Hall of Famer. You don't think I, so? I, really? I don't think so. I think it's just too short of a career. Uh, he was a great player. He'll always be my favorite player. Retired number by the Yankees? Nope. Of course, he's one of the great. He's one of the most popular players that the Yankees have had, even with the run that they had of all the championships. He's still up there as one of the most popular players they've had over the last 50 years. I don't know. I just don't think that that's a Hall of Fame player. And, and unfortunately, the Hall of Fame has now messed it up to such a degree. Now, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player, but if Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame, I think he's, he's a, a Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame player. player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, like if player. that's what you're going to go, it seemed like up until recently Omar Vizquel was going to get into the Hall of Fame. If Omar Vizquel is a Hall of Fame player, then Don Mattingly's a Hall of Fame player. If you want to just make it a big old museum of the best players that people have seen at any point in their career, I have no problem with that. And there was that five, six-year run for Don Mattingly, where he was absolutely in the conversation for best players in baseball, was an MVP in 85, should have won the MVP in 86, two-time MVP, came in second in 86, came in seventh in 87. Uh, He was a great player. Unfortunately, the back acted up, and uh, I think it just kind of tailed off too quickly. And see, that's the issue, right? Because the criteria is constantly changing now. Okay, what was the old criteria? 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, 300 wins. That got you into the Hall of Fame. Gordon, no pitcher going to have 300 wins anymore. <laughs> that ship no, is sailed. No, 300 wins is long ship gone. Ship is sailed. No, no long so, gone. So every era, it's going to change. And it's unfortunate because if he had those five years now, Gordon, he'd be in. I'm just he telling you, he'd well be might in. Be. He very be well in. might be. He would be in. Uh, let's quickly go to Devin in L.A. Devin, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, boys? Quickly on the hall, there is a, there is no Hall of Fame without Barry Bonds. Uh, I, I just, people got to stop voting with their hearts. The numbers are what they are. There is no Hall without Barry Bonds. Uh, quickly on our Knicks, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. I'm out here in Los Angeles. Uh, we're expecting Julius Randle. He, he at best, is a, a number three or four option on a championship team. We're expecting... Uh, you know, number one option type things out of him. He's not a New York Nick. Um, you know, he doesn't bring his lunch pail or, or his lunch to work and, and his blue with his blue collar on. He's not hard nosed, and how dare him shun the fans um, out there in the garden? How dare him? Guys like LeBron, guys like Jordan, they relish the opportunity to come there in the garden in the mecca of basketball on that stage and play. They put on a show. 
when they come to town. He's got the opportunity uh, on that stage every night. And he, and he, and he just, I, I don't know, fellas. We got to do something different. Love the show. I'm out. All right, Devin. Thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying, but Gordon, that's that he was last year. And all yeah. we're expecting him is that, Gordon, we would take what he gave last year. If he oh, gave the same, heartbeat. we'd take that right the second. And that was one of the – keep in mind, for a large stretch of the year last year, the Knicks were not some some four seed. It wasn't no. until the end of the season they became the four seed. But why people fell in love and re-fell in love with the Knicks last year was because on a regular basis they would play defense, they would play with heart, they would play hard – they wouldn't come out and just kind of float through games. I'm sure they had one or two here or there, mm-hmm. but it was much more the exception rather than the rule. This year, floating to start the game, I mean, it's abysmal. Yeah. It, the starting lineup is broken. And whatever whatever you thought coming into this year of, okay, there'll be some regression, it's been so much greater than that. It really has. Congratulations to Raphael from Yorktown Heights. He is the winner for the Kid Rock tickets. He will check out Kid Rock and Farn at the PNC Bank Arts Center. All right. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls. Plus, yes, we'll hear from Joe Shane. He had some interesting comments about his new job. Yeah, we'll see. Like, the, the thing is, uh, you know, it's it's not just the the starters you know the the bench you know did some good things but we need everyone to play well tom thibodeau answering the question with the way the bench with the way the starters are playing you're going to make some changes Mm, doesn't sound like that's coming gordon 1-800-919-3776 hardestine damer until midnight on 98.7 he's got to make a change gordon i just he's got to just to shake the lineup up just to send the message he's got to do something it seems like he's much more invested in that Randall's his guy. He's sticking with his guy. He saw what Randall was able to deliver last year, and it's, it's almost like he's going down with the ship this year. You're right. Speaking of Randall, Tibbs was asked is he noticed he was asked about Randall's shooting percentages, which are down this month, and he's asked, "What's going on?" Said, players are going to go through things, you know. So there's a lot of things that he could do to help us. You know. His, Defense, rebounding, pushing the ball, attacking the rim, and making reads. You know, so he's he's always gonna his scoring is always gonna be there. And at the end of the day, he's gonna score. You know, so don't let that take away from any intensity that you have. Uh, oftentimes, it's the hustle plays that get you going. You know, so uh, that that's probably the biggest thing. But he's not giving you the hustle play. And he's, he's not scoring all the time either. I mean, look at tonight. I, he's kind of losing me. He's kind of <laughs> losing me. I'm at a loss. I, I don't get that one. I don't get that one. All right, let's try this one, Gordon. Let's try this one. Uh, are there some outside distractions that are affecting Julius Randle, Coach? No, I just, you know, look, and over the course of the season, you're going to go through a lot of things. There's, there's a lot that you have to get through. And just that's why you want to – Stick with your routine, uh, be mentally tough through the adversity, and just keep working. You know, like the only thing you can control is what you put into each and every day. And then if you're thinking about what happened yesterday or what's coming down the road, you're not going to be focused on on today or what we have to get done. So, you know, he's proven to be a good player, and he'll get back to that. And our team has to get back to that. It's not... 
it's not just an individual sport. You you have to count on everyone working together, and that's where, you know, we need we need to play better. No, he's right. It's not an individual sport, but when your leading guy is struggling like that, I mean, it's a, it's 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 harsh because he's struggling. The other starters are struggling, and so you look to him, and he's not helping you. I mean, he he at least should be able to throw you a life preserver. He's throwing you an anchor. <laughs> And and what's frustrating is that there doesn't seem to be any repercussions. Yeah. If he's playing poorly, he still gets this. Now, tonight was different because it was such a blowout. But if tonight had been a 10-point game and Randall was having the exact same game, he would have been in there handling the ball, being the focal point of the offense. And mm-hmm. it's kind of holding them back. It is. He needs to give up the basketball. He really does. He really does. I mean, at a time when, when the offense is struggling, you're waiting for your for the opposition to set up a half-court defense. You should be pushing the basketball. And he's not pushing the basketball because he can't dribble. At, at this point, I've kind of flipped my thinking in that I'm starting to look more towards the lottery because this team is just mm-hmm. it's not talented enough. They need massive changes in that starting lineup. And after the, the two free agents they signed this past offseason, they've given you very, very little. Fournier has been... He's had a couple of hits here or there, but for the most part, that has been a, a disaster. In the Kemba contract, you thought you were getting some bargain. It was not a bargain. It was not. It was not. Doug's in Long Island. Hey, Doug, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. How we doing? Eh. All right, Gordon, you're speaking my language now. I've been asking for a while now about on the fly. You've got to be able to adjust. Tibbs? is spinning his wheels, and any real Nick fan, any real basketball fan knows he's had a problem with star players in the past. The players run the league. He's not going to take a shot at any player. He refuse, He will not do it. You guys know he's not going to do it because of what has happened to him in the past. But I will tell you this. It might not happen Friday night. It is going to get ugly when his team comes back home. You, if you, that thing with Randall that happened with the fans is the biggest thing that is against Julius Randall right now. The fans are not going to forget that. This team is going to end up winning 34, maybe 35 games. His schedule, they didn't even make it through the weak part. They are going to get eaten alive. Their easy game is against Sacramento. Halliburton is going to come with something to prove that they didn't take him. You guys, you know how these guys are. Now, with the Knicks, it is a must. You have to take someone like Grimes. And you put him in for Fournier to start the game now. If you don't, you are sending a message. You might be saving your superstar. You're telling every other player on that team. You're, you're letting every other player on that team know there is no accountability here. We know about accountability in sports. And it got embarrassing for the Rangers last year with the Tom Wilson thing. Dolan stepped in. He made sure something happened. I'm telling you guys, something will happen. The fans are going to rebel when this team comes back home. You cannot play these guys and start these guys. And I'll tell you the other thing. I don't know if anybody mentioned it. Jeff Van Gundy, ream them on national TV. Ream them. That is not a good look for this team. You have got to. And I I love you saying the lottery because this team, I, I don't say they don't have anybody. For someone to call up and say there's nobody no one else would want, I watched a lot of Clay Thompson when he first came in the league because the Knicks were so awful to watch. I love Steph Curry. I wanted him here. I'm telling you, he may not be Steph, end up like Clay Thompson. Grimes, who we had no idea was this on-the-ball defender like he is, he is Clay Light. 
He is going. He's a three and D guy. He didn't have a shot going. He did so many things defensively. You saw when that second unit was in there, they pressured the ball on defense. And when they're on offense, the ball moved. And the ball moving leads to open shots and easy baskets. It doesn't happen with the first team because Randall has the ball 75% of the time. And you guys know he can't dribble. He gets up in the air. He has no one to pass the ball to. When the rebound comes to him, the first thing he does is puts his head down and takes a slow dribble. He, the point guard has to have vision up court. You're eliminating 13% of your offense when you can't get fast breaks. So I hope they get one of these young kids in, and let's try to develop. We, I think Grimes is a player. You need to get IQ off the ball and see what he can do, and hopefully that starts on Friday because it is clear, crystal clear to everybody right now, this team, now with Atlanta coming on, Washington's fading, this team is not making a playing game. And you were right. you got to look for what's the good long-term of this team. And remember, Larry, one thing I don't mean to be long, I wanted Kenny Atkinson because in a lot of these sports, you follow blueprints. You saw what the Cowboys did with the linemen, yep. making it easier for the quarterback and the running back. We saw what Kenny Atkinson did with the Nets. Nathan we did, Nets Doug. Listen, play. you're preaching oh, to God. the choir. Both Gordon and I wanted them too. Thanks for the phone call. That's what we wanted. And, and we knew when Tom Thibodeau was brought in, you're not going to see a lot of young players being played. That's not who he is. He is a guy that comes in to work with your veterans, turn things around. He, he's always been partial to the veterans. That is his uh, reputation. Strong defense, which is something I, you know, that's the, that was the selling point for me. At least they would have strong defense. But Gordon, you're not even getting that this year. And the one thing he said that I would completely dis- disagree with is he, he said that Randall, the thumb, the thumbs down thing is going to. That's the worst thing he has going for him right now. I completely disagree. What the worst thing he has going for him is he's playing terribly. If he plays well, I'm not even saying plays like he did last year. If he just plays well, Nick fans are so willing to forget your transgressions. But if you're not bringing effort, if you're not playing with defense, you're not playing with heart. You're playing poorly. You're turning the ball over like he's been doing. Well, then, yeah, absolutely. The thumbs-down part of it is, is long forgotten. It's the fact that you're playing poorly. Nick, fans boo. Nick fans, Yankee fans, all fans boo because they want to cheer. And if you're mm-hmm. not giving them anything to cheer about, they're going to boo you. No question. Johnny's in Brooklyn. Hey, Johnny, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing, guys? I just hope you guys are having a, a blessed 20, 20, uh, bless 22. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm wishing a lot of blessing on you guys, but um, – I'm going to talk about the Knicks, and I'm, I'm going to talk about Tibbs. Tibbs is getting me pissed off. He's an old dog. He, he, he's not learning no new tricks. He's keeping the whole that, – that starting lineup is not doing nothing. All they're doing is giving us negatives, negatives, negatives. And me as a lifetime Knicks fan, and I had hope in Tibbs. But I'm going to tell you, I wanted Jeff Van Gundy back on the Knicks or even even, even Sting. And this, this, this is getting me pissed off because every game is the same thing. It's like a replay every day. The only person on that starting lineup is Alec Burks. That's giving a positive, and he's not—he's not giving no positives anymore. Just <laughs> no, he's terrible. R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett's holding the ball all day. Um, Randall, whenever he gets the ball, he's holding the ball. These dudes are playing ISO ball, and they're playing it against better players than them. And and they they can't play on the double team, and it's horrible to watch. And I can't—I don't even want to watch the games no more. And I used to watch the games and we were losing every game, and, and that, that was more entertaining. It's been pretty bad, Johnny. Thanks for the phone call. There's no question about it. And 
Listen, here's the thing. I, I understand what you're saying about RJ, but at least he's going to the basket. At least he's doing yeah, something. That's not that's not the problem. I, I'm not saying he's flawless. He has his 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 problems. But he was aggressive tonight. He shot the three well tonight. He's he's trying to take that next step. Needs to hit the free throws better. But on the long list of problems with the Knicks, RJ Barrett is not really near the top. No. There's a lot of other ones ahead of him. <laughs> He's, He's on the second memory. page. Yeah, I got the whole first page, front and back. Front and back. That's right. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.